Hello and welcome to Shoutcast, your podcast dedicated to the world of comms. Today, we're delighted to have Avvocato Silvia Pelizzoni. She's an entrepreneur with a business in dental care, and she's here to talk to us about entrepreneurial communication, how it changes depending on your audience, and what its role is within a growing business. So, Silvia, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your entrepreneurial journey? Yes. Hello, Josephine. First of all, many thanks for hosting me today. It is a true honor discussing with you about entrepreneurial communication. My professional path had few interesting turns. I am a civil law lawyer who became an entrepreneur by leading the Family Dental Center for the past seven years, which now involves almost 30 people. Moreover, two years ago, I've started a project to expand by acquisition the family business, and here I am leading Polyambulatorio LS while starting a new business with my newborn company, Remedy Dental Care. That is quite a journey and a successful one. I know that you've looked at the issue of uh, entrepreneurial communications in depth and that you've identified different types of styles that the entrepreneur can use. Can you tell us a bit more about these and specifically why it's useful to know what they are and that they exist? Communication and dialogue are very important tools for entrepreneurs, even though people might underestimate them. By dialoguing with people, colleagues and experts, an entrepreneur may find the inspiration to grow their company each single day. Communication reaches a higher level of importance during the life of a company because the founder has to lead it through positive and negative events by directing, coaching, supporting and delegating their team. To do so, entrepreneurs should understand the needs of their team and colleagues, maybe helping them and motivating them to pursue the daily tasks and mission of the company. Each person is different and, when challenged and asked for something, might need support in different ways. As far as I know and following my experience, one of the best ways to communicate effectively is to be clear and transparent about the purpose of the task at each level of seniority. Of course, there are some tools to align all the people in a company. For instance, in very structured business, there must be matrix and charts that explain in synthesis what's needed to be done at every level. To be effective, it's also important to be able to solve conflicts using dialogue, having in mind the Thomas Kilman conflict model. The most relevant way to solve conflicts with a win-win situation is compromise, because when a team is not able to compromise, it may solve a single problem by domination or submission, which are not ideal conflict situations in long-term business partnership. Moreover, as far as I know, domination or submission happen when there is shortage of time or means to solve a problem. Each member of the team should take time, think, consider, communicate what's best for them and what's the best option on the table for everyone as a group without giving up on what's important for each member. Yeah, I see. You touched on some really interesting points here. Um, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions on these. So first of all, you mentioned the importance of transparency. Um, and I see, as you've, as you've said, that transparency plays a critical role in uh, communications, uh, particularly communications between the entrepreneur and the different levels of seniority within the team. You mentioned matrices and charts, for example. So when you plug this idea into an overall growth strategy, how does this look? What, what does it mean? 
first of all, I have to say that uh, business transpa transparency to me is uh, one of the core value for myself and my company. And um, I have to admit that business transparency is a process of being on open, honest, straightforward about various company operations. Transparent companies share information relating to performance, internal process, sourcing, pricing, and business values. And moreover, when something goes wrong, transparent companies don't try to hide it. Instead, they upfront about the issue. And this is a very difficult task because it's, a, it's an everyday choice. Transparency in business leads to trust, and many customers only want to support company that they trust. This is why deceitful companies fall off the map so quickly. In this information age, customers also uh, demand stronger communication and transparency. They want to buy what is true. If you don't provide it, they'll move on to another business. To answer uh, your second question, when plugged in a growth strategy, an entrepreneur has to be careful not to be too transparent because downside is to maybe jeopardize what makes a business so special and the intimate dynamics of a company. To make you understand this, I might give you a little example. Yes, uh, please. When you have a very good recipe in your kitchen and a friend of yours asks that recipe, you just disclose the ingredients. You don't disclose how you make it. This is what happens in good restaurants. They don't give you the magic recipe. They give you just few information to be transparent, but they don't give you all the details. That said, being transparent in business is a long-term effort and it's difficult because you might be transparent, but you never know if the others are. Uh, bottom line, it is a business philosophy where an entrepreneur consciously works towards transparency day after day. It is not always easy, especially when you worry about how people will respond. And as I said, if other people have some mental reserves about transparency and their transparency. Right. So do you have an easy strategy, maybe a few tips on how to be transparent within your business? Yes, I can tell you what I do every single day. I can share some tips. First of all, an entrepreneur should solidify and share the business core values at all levels, with employees, with customers, with business partners. Second, an entrepreneur should share this information with his team at all levels by keeping them updated with recurring meetings and teaching each one of them to keep this kind of routine alive. Third, I think that to be transparent, an entrepreneur should be candid about the experience without being afraid to share flaws and mistakes, because this is a true way to build trust, because we are all humans. That's wonderful. Thanks. Also earlier, we touched upon conflict resolution and on the element of personality. So different characters and different people. So my last question for you would be, obviously, considering that the entrepreneur has to interact with a lot of different personalities as well as roles and seniorities, what would be your advice on how to handle these? Well, my advice is about dialogue. Dialogue is an art and is the best way to interact with different personalities and clusters of people. By talking to them and by using different stages of communication, an entrepreneur might learn new skills, have new ideas, 
solve problems, adapt their vision. I am always surprised on how an entrepreneur could work much better if he or she remembered the importance of different kinds of communication between each member of the team, stakeholders, business partners, and also family and friends. We must remember that entrepreneurs are always entrepreneurs when they're with their family and with their friends. They always speak and talk and describe the company. And in this way, they get new ideas and make their company grow each single moment of their life. Moreover, a good entrepreneur should know how to change their linguistic registry and style, adapting it to a routine communication with friends and family, or to functional dialogue with experts such as accountants, lawyers, technicians, or in my case, in my business, physicians or doctors. A leader should also spread and teach dialogue culture in the company towards each level from top to bottom and bottom to top. A good way to do so is teaching the feedback philosophy because curiosity and growth are nurtured by positive and negative feedbacks. If a leader supports this culture by giving and taking feedbacks and ideas from other seniorities or different people, there is a good chance that the company environment might support its growth more easily. Great, Sylvia. Thank you. This has been really interesting and I'd love to have you on to talk about some more of these issues in the future, maybe about female entrepreneurship or a little bit more about your top tips for dialogue and communication. Sounds like it's a really key part of the way you run your business. Thank you, Josephine. I'll be glad to join you for another session, maybe on uh, female entrepreneurship, because it's a topic that I really, really feel every single day. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much.